No LeBron James, no Anthony Davis, and no D'Angelo Russell, but the Los Angeles Lakers come together and find a way to get the win over OKC. They beat the Thunder 123-117. A lot of guys played really well tonight, so there's a lot of positives to talk about. Let's get right into it. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world who finally has a smile on his face for the first time in a little bit. It is the one, the only, Laker Dad. Dad, going into this game, uh, not going to lie to you, I was a little bit nervous, but we found a way to get this win, and thank God, because we needed it. Yeah, Hannah, this was an absolute must-win game. If the Lakers had lost the game tonight, as far as I am concerned, I told you at halftime, the season's over. Uh, Oklahoma City is a good young team. Uh, They were just behind the Lakers in the standings, and this was a much-needed win, and it was ugly at times, Hannah, and the Lakers were god-awful on defense at various times in the game. But they still got contributions from a lot of players. They played better in the second half, and it was an exciting win, Hannah, and a much-needed one. Yeah, you know, obviously we knew you're going to be without LeBron and, you know, D'Angelo Russell. But then it was announced earlier in the day that Anthony Davis was also not going to play due to just a scheduled rest day. I don't really know what that's about. A scheduled rest day, you know, when the season is really on the line seems a little uh, crazy to me. But listen, the Lakers found the way to get the win. And that's all that I really care about because we had six guys tonight in double figures. Dad, a lot of guys really stepped up. But I want to start with Dennis Schroeder. Now, Dennis Schroeder had about... The worst first half you can possibly have as a basketball player. I think he was like 1 for 7, maybe even 0 for 7. But man, did he show up in the second half and he finished with 26 points. He was our leading scorer tonight as well as 6 assists. Ended with uh, 3 three-pointers as well. So Dennis Schroeder was really honestly the key to getting this win because he really turned things up in the fourth quarter. And it's interesting because he actually turned his ankle uh, went down hard. Looked like he was in a lot of pain. I thought it was over for Dennis Schroeder, but he came back and he played exceptionally well. And in his post game interview, actually, he said, you know, listen, he is willing to do whatever he has to do for this team. He knew how crucial this game was. And I just, I honestly can't credit how hard Schroeder played tonight because he really stepped up when we needed him. Yeah, Hannah, let's hope that this is not another one of those cases where, you know, when he wakes up in the morning, his ankle is swollen up and now he can't play for a few games. You know, we've already seen that happen and recently. No, Dennis Schroeder, you're right, Hannah. It was the tale of two halves. He was awful in the first half, not only missing shots, but he was a turnover machine. It was just really terrible. And uh, But the second half, he completely turned it around. Four points in the first half, 22 points in the second half, and he was instrumental. But Hannah, the two if he was the captain of the ship tonight, the two lieutenants tonight were Austin Reeves and Troy Brown Jr. Excellent games for both of them. I was going to get to Austin Reeves because I know you're, you know, on the edge of yours. If you just saw my dad's smile right now, I know you're on the edge of your seat to talk about Austin. Obviously, dad, he was almost perfect uh, tonight. 19 points, five for five of the floor, but eight for nine from the three point or from the free throw line tonight. He missed his last free throw, which I know is driving him absolutely crazy. He actually said in his postgame interview, uh, it's trash. He was a little frustrated by that. But listen, dad. Austin was really, really good for us tonight, and the key to the win, too, as well. Like you said, I don't know about, you know, Lieutenant, but uh, definitely the second-best player tonight and the second-highest scorer, but tying Troy Brown Jr., who also had 19 points. You know what, Dad? I'm happy for Troy because... 
He was 7 for 10 from the floor. Dad, 4 for 7 from 3-point range. But it's been a minute since uh, Troy Brown Jr. has had a good game. So I'm very happy to see him, you know, have a good one tonight. Yeah, you are very right, Hannah. Troy Brown Jr. has not been playing well in recent games. It was very noticeable. And uh, he was really needed tonight. And he really came through. It was really a great performance from Troy Brown Jr. You know, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the starting lineup because we had a little bit of a difference in the starting lineup, obviously, without Anthony Davis. Mo Bamba got the start tonight, which, if you don't recall, last night he didn't even play, which we were pretty surprised about because we thought matchup-wise he uh, definitely should have been in there. But tonight he got the start. He was also really good for us tonight. You know, 12.7 rebounds, 4 for 5 from the floor. Dad, 3 for 4 from 3-point range. Uh... I liked what I saw from Mo Bamba. You know, the Lakers actually shot 45, just under 46% from uh, three tonight. So they were definitely hitting their shots. But, Dad, getting back to uh, Mo Bamba, do you think moving forward we should have Mo Bamba in that starting lineup, especially if we're not going to have AD? Well, no question. I mean, if Anthony Davis is not going to be there, then, yes, Mo Bamba has to start like he did tonight. The question is, are there times when Mo Bamba and Anthony Davis can be on the court together? A lot of people felt when John Morant was going crazy in the Memphis game the other night and the Lakers just were not making any adjustments. One of the adjustments they at least should have considered was bringing Mo Bamba in so they had both you know, Davis and Bamba because Morant was doing all his damage in the paint. But again, you know, one of Darvin Ham's weaknesses at times is he just doesn't react very well during the games themselves. But anyway, Mo Bamba did play well tonight, uh, did shoot well tonight. You know, sometimes he gets a little lost on defense, but at the same time, he also had a block or two that was very nice. So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of Mo Bamba. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. You know, it's one thing that's really been frustrating me uh, about Darvin Ham. We've talked a little bit about this on the podcast, and I've definitely talked about it uh, with my Laker fan just kind of out and about and my friends. Is We're very frustrated with Darvin Ham because he just seems to have his rotations in his head. He has the minutes he wants each guy to play and just doesn't seem like he's willing to make really any adjustments, no matter who's having a good game or not. Uh, I talked to uh, my friend today, and we were both saying how we felt uh, Jared Vanderbilt needs to play more minutes, Rui needs to play more minutes, but it's just it's a little frustrating with Darvin Ham. I don't really know. I can't really make a full conclusion on to what I think of him as a coach just quite yet, but one thing I will tell you is it's really frustrating, like how you talked about in the, the game last night against the Grizzlies when John Morant was going crazy. It was so clear to me. We had to shake things up. We should have put Mo Bamba in there, but Darvin Ham had it in his head. That wasn't what he wanted to do going into the game, so he made absolutely no adjustments. But nonetheless, definitely very happy to uh, see Mo Bamba in there tonight because I definitely think he deserves some playing time. Dad, another player I want to talk about is Rui. Now, he's a guy that with LeBron out, we both think he has a, a good opportunity to get some more playing time, and really prove what he can do. Tonight, if you look at a stat sheet, doesn't necessarily look crazy to you. You know, nine points, nine rebounds, three block shots. But in that fourth quarter when, you know, things could have really gone OKC's way, they were starting to make a little bit of a run. Rui was really the guy to uh, get a few nice defensive blocks and a, a few nice key buckets. So Rui really stepped up in the clutch when we needed him. Yeah, Hannah, Rui is a very interesting case. 
His minutes have been very uneven since he joined the Lakers, and he really hasn't made the contribution that I expected him to. I mean, the Lakers have kind of a crowded rotation right now, and and Rui is sometimes on the out looking in. And tonight, again, he wasn't great in the first half at all, but he did have some very good moments and very important moments in the second half, and I was very happy to see it. He knocked down one really crucial three-point shot towards the end of the game, and at one point, also in the fourth quarter, he had a tremendous block and then ran the court and, and got a pass and uh, and slammed it home. So again, I was glad to see some good contributions from Rui, particularly in the fourth quarter. I want to see more from him. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, some some other key stats tonight. Um, like I mentioned, you know, the Lakers, since getting these new guys, have really been shooting very well from three-point range tonight. Like I said, just under 46% from three, as opposed to OKC's 27%. Uh, they also had 14 second-chance points, as opposed to OKC's uh, six. Now, another thing that I think the Lakers need to work on moving forward is uh, their points in the paint dad. So their interior defense, still not great. They allowed OKC to get 60 tonight as opposed to uh, only 34 for them. They also gave up 25 fast break points. Uh, they got to be uh, better defensively and uh, take better care of the basketball. Much better in terms of the turnovers as opposed to last night's 26, only 13 tonight. But they definitely got to clean things up. But you know what, Dad? We needed to get this win. We played with a lot of effort, a lot of energy. So I do really give credit uh, for these guys. Obviously, extremely shorthanded. And we did what we had to do to get the win. Dad, the Lakers are back at home Friday against the Timberwolves. And hopefully, most likely, as it is appearing, Anthony Davis will be back in the lineup. And also D'Angelo Russell, which, of course, the Lakers really need D'Angelo Russell back. Yeah, Hannah, uh, I hate to say it because I've been saying it every game, but Minnesota is another one of the teams just ahead of the Lakers in the standings. So we've got another must-win game on Friday night. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no negotiation. There's no excuses. The Lakers must win that game. And if we do get AD and D'Angelo back, of course, that will certainly help the situation. Absolutely. All right, Laker fam, that is going to be it for uh, tonight's podcast. Once again, the Lakers are shorthanded, but they come together and they rally and they get the win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Next up, Minnesota Timberwolves. Like I said, I think we're going to get AD back. I think we're going to get D'Angelo back. So hopefully it should be another win because like my dad just said, it is definitely important that we get that W, especially if we want to try to uh, make the playoffs here. So thank you guys so much for listening. Let me know who your MVP of tonight's game was. You can tweet me. My Twitter is at Hannah underscore Kulik. And of course, you can always also message me on Instagram. My Instagram's at Hannah Rose Kulik. Until next time, Laker Hand and Laker Dad are out. Bye, everyone.